Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Coffee with Kaylee. This week's episode is a continuation of last week's episode with my good friend, Lauren Akins. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't heard part one, go back to the episodes, take part one, and then come back here for part two. We pick up right where we left off. Before we jump in, I'd like to introduce my friend, Stephanie May Wilson, our sponsor of today's episode. Stephanie is gifted in helping women thrive in their most important relationships. You may know her as the host of Girls Night Podcast and the author of The Lipstick Gospel. She recently came out with a beautiful new prayer journal called The Between Places, 100 Days to Trusting God When You Don't Know What's Next. And it's perfect for any woman who is navigating any sort of uncertainty about her future. I know I personally love mine. It is for the woman who is single and wondering if she's ever going to find her person, and for the woman who's dating someone and wondering if this person is the one. It's for the woman who has worked in the same career for years now, which has left her absolutely sure that this is not what she wants to do for the rest of her life, which brings up the question, what does she want to do? It's for the woman who's wondering if she's ready to have a baby, and also for the woman who's trying to grow her family and finding it can be a lot harder than we sometimes imagine. It's also for the woman who's feeling the weight of uncertainty in this season of life that we're all in right now. Feeling like the whole world has turned upside down, taking her plans and any sense of security right along with it. Through 100 guided prayer prompts, the Between Places will help you live today with more contentment, step into the future with more courage and faith, and rest in God's peace knowing that He's with you every step of the way. To pick up a copy of this beautiful keepsake prayer journal, just head to stephaniemaywilson.com. And if you use the promo code Kaylee, it'll give you 15% off. Again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com, and the promo code for 15% off is K-A-I-L-E-Y. Now to the show. Do you need a coffee refill over there? No. It'll make me sick. Okay. okay. I know that's shocking <laughs> that I'm sick. There she goes. This ever. is this is officially a double episode. I have finished this pot of coffee. Yep. We're here for it. We're in it for the long haul. Yeah, we're just, we're cruising. We're just chill- I mean, honestly, we've been so busy and haven't caught up in forever. I know, that's that- actually really good for my heart, <laughs> just sitting here and having this conversation with you. I'm like, that's what I want. All of these to be is like, come have coffee with me and my friends. Yeah. Because this Perfect. is honestly, we, we went into more detail about some stuff to let y'all in, but. This is us just catching up. Just welcome to coffee with Kaylee and Lauren. <laughs> I just got this the craziest email, and maybe it's I can just wait till you get home to talk to you about it. Is it good or bad? Well, well I mean, that's probably a no, but they're they're making a movie called huh? with, uh, <gasps> and this is the craziest. They want to replace <laughs> with me. What? <laughs> Come again. Yeah, but I think I think I'm married <laughs> in this movie, or something like that. Well, you have and no she, acting said, experience. I know. It's, I'll read it. Said they are currently. Let's see, I'm sorry, honey. I, you know that I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> maybe maybe he just maybe he just maybe he just backed out or something. I don't know. Yeah, but could they get another says, actor that like does acting? I don't know. It says it says they're looking to they're looking to replace. As the love interest, there is strong interest in Thomas Rhett for this. Oh, what? However, I remember him saying pretty firmly that he does not want to act in any love scenes. Before passing out, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's our husband. So we just listened to this phone conversation with Thomas Rhett, <laughs> who is so sweet and tender. And is like, I will not be in anything where I'm holding another woman's hand. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Much less having a romantic scene, which I feel like was definitely part of the movie. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if 
I just don't know if that's for me. I don't think I can do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I feel like a couple of the music videos, he wouldn't even touch a girl's hand in a music video. And I was like, I mean, I feel like that's a little extreme, <laughs> but you know, yeah. if that's where his comfort level is, yeah. that's where his boundaries are. I get it. We appreciate um, men with good boundaries. That's right. We but, do. Um, I'm going to go with, he definitely can't handle a romantic scene on camera. No, then. no, no, no. But no. it's okay. Maybe he'll still break into that world. You never know. You never know. Actor, Thomas Fred Aikens. Yeah. Well, Thomas Fred, I keep saying, because that's like how I know him, like his full name. Thomas not Fred like Aikens. his Maybe, artist I don't name. know if he would go by Thomas Fred Aikens. Ooh, it could be a spinoff. Yeah. It could be a whole other like, alter Wait a ego. Second. He looks just like this guy that seems... <laughs> What were your like non-negotiables dating? Both of us only really had one serious relationship before <clears throat> our husbands. Yeah. So it's not like we dated tons and tons of people, but like what were some of your non-negotiables that you feel like led you to the right person? Um, for me, uh, I mean, my biggest non-negotiable was our faith being the same because I feel like if you... I felt like it would have just been so hard, especially now raising a family. Yeah. If you can't agree and come from the same place in your faith, but also just in marriage, I feel like there were so many times and still are so many times that at the end of the day, if we can't agree on something, we at least agree on Jesus. Right. <laughs> and I, he'll point us a direction. Yes, I completely agree. I feel like I say life is hard enough. Yeah. So like if you're not on the same page as a couple, like you're having to pour out in ministry to the world yeah. and also to your spouse. Yeah. That would be very exhausting. exhausting. I'm not saying it can't happen. You know, there's I verses have friends that it, it, yeah. that is what happened and it, it's it's been an incredible journey. Right. And there's verses that say you save your spouse through marriage. Yeah. Straight up. So like that's cool, but it that's not where I wanted to go with it. Right. Yeah, I didn't either. I knew that I wanted somebody who was going to challenge me in that area instead of me feeling like I was trying to lead them to that. I wanted right. that to already be a foundation for yeah. me. That was my biggest non-negotiable. And then after that, it was who who was going to be my best friend. Yeah. Those were the top two. Same page. Yeah. And y'all were best friends. Actually, I do want you yeah. to share this story. I know you told this story like a million times. My favorite one is the one that has to do with your tattoos. Yes. On your arm. Yes. I think it is the cutest darn story. <laughs> and I want you to share it okay, in case okay. someone is just meeting you for the first time, which I doubt. But if that's the case, it's a good story. It's a cute story. It's a good story. Um. So you mentioned us having both of us having a serious relationship before and my serious relationship was like almost five years and we're still friends today. He's an incredible, incredible man married to an incredible woman now. Um, and so we dated for almost five years and then, um, my junior year of college, we broke up. Um, he broke up with me and it was on mutual grounds I guess like both of us realized it wasn't gonna go further than where it was but I was willing to hold on to that and make it work for marriage because I didn't want to not be with him because I loved him so much um 
And I think it's because we had the same faith base. Yeah. And he was one of my very best friends. We had so much fun together. But um, it kind of stopped after that. It didn't go much further after that. And um, we were both really close with each other's families. It was a really... I mean, breakups are hard. Yeah. Five-year relationship breakups are a different story. Yeah. Especially when it was a decision that was like, there's really nothing broken. We just, for whatever reason, both of our hearts know that it's not really, I don't know. There's a whole lot more after that. I don't think I knew it was mutual. Well, I kind of said, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I see myself. I don't, I don't know if I see us getting married in the next five years. I wasn't ready to, make that jump and he was like I feel like now both of us should say the next thing mm-hmm. the next step is marriage mm-hmm. and neither one of us were there and he was smart enough to say we need to end this because they were not doing either one of ourselves wow. a favor a favor and and when I say it crushed me it crushed me like I I adore his family his sister um, his guy friends were my guy friends and my girlfriends were his girlfriends and, and y'all um, double dated, correct? Yeah. With Thomas, with Rhett Thomas and, Rhett and his girlfriend that he was with for <laughs> almost five years. That is so We funny. just had done so much life together. And so that was extremely hard, but I, I think I knew deep down that he was right in, in breaking it off. Yeah. Yeah. But in that season, you go hang out with your best friends. Yeah. And Thomas Rhett had always been, we kind of been that for each other, which I don't know that that was looking back. I don't know that that's super healthy to have like an opposite sex person. Whatever. Be that I had, that I had tons of guys fall back for you. Um, but every time one of us got broken up with or broke up with somebody, a lot of times we would kind of bounce ideas back off of each other. And I think it was good because I could get, a little bit of feedback from a guy feeling like maybe this is what my boyfriend was thinking, or maybe this is, I hope his heart doesn't feel, I, I don't know, depending on who did the breaking up, but right. Thomas Strait was good for me for that. So my sister was actually graduating high school, um, like a month later. And so she had her graduation party and, you know, I'd, I'm going through this breakup, Thomas Strait and his family who my whole family was also really close with. Um, They came to my sister's graduation party. And so I'm having this conversation with Thomas Drake, just kind of explaining to him what all had happened. And um, apparently (laughs) I was the only one on planet earth that did not know that Thomas Drake had, had real feelings for me. For a while. Okay, but we have to back up. He, you guys dated as like sophomores in high school. Right. We were 15 and 16 and we dated, but it was like. But like puppy love. I mean, you were like. Yes. What? How long? Two months or something? Uh, Like six, six six-ish. That's significant in high school. Yeah. I mean, well, we were really close before. Yeah. Yeah. And then dating that long when you're already really close feels like something. It's not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I just realized really quickly that we were not. Um, how does this? <laughs> how does one say this about the this. man that you're now married? <laughs> we were much better off friends in high school. Yeah. Okay. And I, I knew that, and I think he wasn't really 
willing to let it go. <laughs> so it was kind of this back and forth thing for a while. But um, once we finally moved on to dating other people, remained friends through through high school and college. And then, um, yeah, we double dated. You already said that. A bit. <laughs> Which is but like such a fun fact. I, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> yeah. that we just did life together because we also grew up with, you know, so many of similar friends. And so on the weekends he would come up to Knoxville cause I was at the university of Tennessee. Yeah. And he was at Lipscomb. He was at Lipscomb and he, you know, wanted to come up and experience the big university and go to the football games and, yeah. you know, do all the things. And so he would stay with me or with my boyfriend at the time, Michael. <laughs> but I think people think that I'm insane. I know they do. For what? Because they're like, it's not normal that you hang out with your exes. But Yeah, actually, I remember thinking this because I met him at one of your Christmas parties. And I was like, so how do you guys know each other? He's like, oh. well, um, uh. but I, we, I was like, this is weird, Lauren. I'm going to be <laughs> going to be real honest. We go to church with Thomas Rhett's ex and her husband and their two kids. So we see her on a fairly regular <laughs> yeah, basis. Yeah. And there was a healthy break. I don't right, want people... That's what I was going to say. I was like, when you have healthy relationships and nothing is toxic, and even if you do, like, mine, my high school relationship didn't end great, but we have, like, totally reconciled yeah. and, like, it is totally fine. If they yeah. lived here, we would maybe get dinner. Right. Like, honestly, when it's healthy, it's not that when weird. It's healthy, but that's but right. most things aren't, and yeah. most people's experiences aren't. So everyone's sure. like, what in tarnation are you Somehow doing? we have managed, both of us, to have these exes that we, you know, if we ran into it, we'd be like, oh my gosh, we should get coffee sometime. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> the two that we were really serious with, we kind of still do life a little bit together yeah and but to me that's so sweet because to me the hardest part of the breakup was knowing that there's a chance that we wouldn't get to do any life together yeah. and, and you I lose the friendship that yeah. was yeah that was the hardest part and and so that's been really cool and i know that some people are like nope nope hard no that is a boundary right. and for I will some not cross. people that's a healthy thing one thousand some people should not be friends with their agreed. Exes, you agreed. know but y'all are healthy people but we are <laughs> and steve gregory everybody steve gregory is who we truly have to thank for this couple that's yeah. my favorite part about this whole story so when Thomas Rhett came to my parents' house on my sister's graduation, dad walks out into the yard and is talking to Thomas Rhett about, I don't know what. And somehow the conversation shifted to, do you still love Lauren? And Thomas Rhett was like, yeah. And my dad was like, are you going to tell her? And he was like, Steve, she just went through a breakup and you know she's processing through a lot of emotions right now. And my dad was like, I mean, if you're not going to tell her, I'm going to tell her because this has gone on for way <laughs> too my, long. my favorite part. If you're not going to tell her, I will. <laughs> and he was, if you know my dad, <laughs> he was so 1,000% yeah. he would have said it. Thomas Trout was like, no, 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 Steve, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. I swear I'll tell her. Don't say a word. So Thomas Trout starts acting weird. My ex and his family came to the party for my sister because i did not know that part. our lives were yeah, very we intertwined life. yeah yeah so they came to support macy graduating high school it crushed me watching him walk through the door and then walk back out the door and me not going with him and so thomas Stratt was kind of like 
how you doing? You know, kind of being a friend, but I could tell he was being weird. And I was like, <laughs> I, 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 he wears yeah. his emotions on his sleeve. On if you don't know sleeve. him personally, yeah. there is no hiding. However, <laughs> this man feels in whatever moment he is in. He is so transparent, very in tune with his feelings. Yes. And, and which I love that this piece of this story, he's like, she just went through a breakup. Her heart's like, not okay. Like he was like, no normal dude is like, you know what? She's not an emotionally in the correct place. Uh, right. Like he's he like, was questioning I everything. need to take her before someone else yeah. does. Yeah. But, yeah. but that yeah. wasn't him. He no. was aware. Uh-uh. Well, so as the night goes on, he stays later and later and later. And, and so I'm like, well, great. We can just kind of catch up and see what's going on with life. And it'll be a good distraction for me. Um, and so we, we sit, we're sitting on my parents' front porch. At, almost everyone had gone home. My mom was kind of inside finishing up, cleaning the house or whatever. Well, one thing led to another. Lights start going off in the house. People start going to bed. I'm like, wow, it's getting really late. And he's still, I feel like there's something just <laughs> hanging lingering. in the air. That he will not, something's not right. And so we're sitting there talking and we're, we're sitting kind of close together on this bench. And, um, one thing, I mean, this conversation took literally hours to have, but spark notes version <laughs> is he basically just says, Lauren, do you really not know that I've been in love with you since I was 15 years old? And I was like, it gives me chills. It's very sorry. cute. <clears throat> Come again? What was that? <laughs> We've been best friends since we were 15 years old. No, we have not been in love. And he was like, well, that is how I have felt about you. Every time, you know, if I'm not with another girl... Every time I am alone, you always come back to my mind. And I thought I was like, well, I mean, yeah, because we've been so close for so long. I think that's normal that I'm like your sounding board yeah. for your girlfriends. And he was like, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, yes, I do. Don't take it any further. You're going to ruin this friendship. <laughs> no, no, no. And he reverse, kind of, reverse, yeah, reverse. And, and so I'm like, what? And then he was like, but it would never work between us. And I'm like, well, why I'm like processing all of this and hearing what he's saying. And I'm like, first of all, I don't, I don't think that you really feel that way about me. I think that you're lonely as well. He, you know, he wasn't dating anyone. And I think that I'm in a vulnerable place <laughs> and that you're probably trying to take advantage of that. <laughs> and so I was trying to talk him through it and be like, no, this is not what you want. And he was like, yes, it is, but you don't want my life. And I was like, what does that mean? And he said, I want to go play shows. I want to be on a stage. I want to go live this touring life. And you want no part of that. And I was like, well, you're right there. <laughs> uh, you are correct. That is very true. Um, but I mean, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But we are not meant to be. And you need to understand that. And he was like, no. I I'm in love with you. And I was like, no, you're ruining <laughs> our friendship. <laughs> And you might be, but you're simultaneously yeah, it was ruining just, our, it our was lives right now. Back and forth for hours. And like, it was one of those things where like slowly we kind of got, as the night kind of got a little bit chillier, chillier, like we're kind of inching closer together on the, on the front yeah, porch. Classic. On, yeah. On the bench. And, um, he ends up, he sticks his arm around me and we'd hugged 1 million times. Right. But all of a sudden, 
I was like, if does he really have these feelings for me? And then I'm kind of feeling really grossed out because it feels like he's more like a brother to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm definitely not supposed to be attracted to my brother. Yep. And I feel like that's our relationship. And so then I kind of let my mind go like, what, what would this be like? And then I'm remembering how it was when we were 15 and 16 and my, everything in my body and mind and heart was screaming, don't do it. That was a disaster. Don't go back down that road. Y'all are not good together that way. You're much better off friends. And so as we're sitting there, we kind of were, were kind of almost cuddled up next to each other and it didn't feel that weird. And I think it scared the absolute snot out of me <laughs> that it didn't feel weird. <laughs> And I know people are like, you had to have known. And I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just the most uh, ignorant I, I mean, like, or just oblivious. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know that it never it's, hit it's me. It's weird. It's weird to transition. Cause we did that too, from friends to dating. Like there is a weird wait, but like, there's so much at risk here. For sure. There's so much to lose, but really we could gain everything, everything. if it works. If it but works. I could lose everything. If it doesn't. If it doesn't. Yeah. And I just I it's felt really like I stressful. just lost everything. Yeah. Right. And you did not want to lose. I didn't want to do that. Your I other didn't person. go through that again. Yeah. Gosh. And and so he <laughs> as we're talking, uh, my mom mom it was it had to have been like 2 or 3 hours later. My mom I guess gets up, wake, wakes up and realizes I never turned the alarm on, but then she gets up to like do some stuff and to turn the alarm on, I guess. And she's checking the front yard because the, we had some of the lights on still. Mm -hmm. And she came and flipped off the lights. And, um, it was kind of one of those moments where she like jiggled the door. And when she did both him and I sat up really straight because we were like, whoa, this is weird. We don't want anyone else to see this because. Oh, I did not know this. And, um, she realized, oh my gosh, Thomas, Rhett and Lauren are on the front porch. And she like immediately flipped all the lights off and just like ran back to her bed and was like, I think I just interrupted it because immediately she knew he's telling her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everyone knew except you. Everyone knew. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm kind of thinking, okay, so at this point I'm starting to catch on, like this has been a thing. He's just never told me to be respectful of my relationships and, um, and his, the ones that, you know, right. that he was dating at the time. And so I think, <laughs> it's this moment where people are like, well, why was he dating other girls? And I'm like, well, I think that he did love these other girls too. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it was the same thing with me and Michael that we knew it just wasn't going to go past the faith base and the really good friendship. Yeah. And, and that's kind of normal. Like when you're in high school, if you think about it, when you're in high school, there's always someone that you're like, I could see that. Or I, I like that person, but it never lines up, but it's high school. So it's not that like, Right. Serious. You're like, okay, well, I'll hang out with this person. I did that. Yeah. It's not that like weird or scandalous that he would have dated. No. Other people. Well, no, that's what you do. I mean, a lot of people date to be like, could this be the one? Maybe. I was always, I was the person, no relationship really ever went past two months because by the time it was like two months, I was like, I could tell if they were my husband or not. Wow. That was me. I was so intense when I think back, I like, I would, I would tell sophomore boys in high school, I can't see you as my husband. So 
Straight oh. up. Does that surprise you? <laughs> no, but that's incredible. But I mean, also, I was the youngest. So I watched all my that's brothers true. date and get married. That's true. And that's I was true. like, and I saw them date people for a really long time that I would get so attached to. Yeah. And then they would break up. It's and hard. I was like, I don't, I know where this is headed. If I don't see marrying this person, I'm just going to get so attached and it's going to be harder to break up mm. in the long run. So I'm just going to do it now. That's so mature. Well, how oh, really? crazy. I'm not sure. <laughs> my one boyfriend bought me like a dozen roses and I was like, this is too much. And I broke up with him the next oh day. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, nope. I can't see it and I'm just gonna we're gonna get hurt and literally like I think he I, I think his like grandma like said something to my mom because they were similar age and was like well he bought her flowers and like I was like ooh, the whole family was a little oh, salty about it wow mm-hmm. yeah we're so but I mean we left high school as buddies I haven't That's really good. talked to him since but <laughs> I mean it, it got fine like we were friends like I dated I always dated my friends yeah same always I don't I think there was like one guy I didn't know before yeah yeah i feel like that's the best way to it's the safest way for sure we'll get right back to the convo after i tell you about one of our incredible sponsors crew one of my favorite things to do is sit down with a good cup of coffee and open my bible reading god's word is an essential part of my life i love meditating on god's word and allowing his truth to transform me i couldn't imagine not having my bible or not being able to afford one let alone not being allowed to have one sometimes we can forget that there are people so many people all around the world who simply don't have access to the Bible. That's why I'm thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles all around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus to the masses. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals for five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. Simply text COFFEE to 71326 to help today. Imagine how much this gift could change someone's life. So text COFFEE to 71326. That's C-O-F-F-E-E to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash coffee with Kaylee. Now back to our conversation. Okay. okay, okay, back, back to, back to the tattoos. Oh yeah. Back so to the- I realize what time it is. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my sister's graduating in the morning. We have got. I have to go to bed. So we stand up to walk. I'm like, I've got to go to bed. I've got to go inside. You've got to go home. <laughs> <clears throat> so we're standing up, and I remember I can see his face in like the moonlight. And he says it was raining. It was not raining. He says it was. He says it was raining. He says it was raining. But I can I can remember seeing his face. And it had to have been because of the moonlight. And he looks at me with this very serious face. And he's like standing in between. Like I'm on the far side of the bench. So like to get to my front door, I had to walk past him. And he kind of blocks me from walking to the front door. And he was like... Because we like had like one long hug, kind of like, okay, this was, thanks for sharing your heart with me. Still not on the same page, but appreciate your honesty. Not really sure where this is going to go from here. And, but as we hugged, it was kind of like something felt a little bit different, but I still was not willing to embrace that just yet. Right. And so he kind of pulls back and he says, can we just kiss once? 
can I, can I kiss you once? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like that is definitely off the table. Well, he loves a good Nicholas Sparks. He sure does. In this Spark Notes, we can Nicholas Spark Note this. <laughs> that he, he played this moment out. Which is why I think there's this. just the discrepancy on the rain, because I feel like he just imagined it because that would be more Nicholas Sparksy. <laughs> like, I feel like he wrote that he in. He solved the problem. He That's why that I thought in. it was writing. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm looking up at him and I'm like, no, 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 I I will not kiss you. And he's like, I'm not going to move until I get one kiss. And I was like, I refuse to kiss you. And he looks at me and knows me so well. And he said, I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> just one, just one kiss. I'll leave it alone. And those were like. Famous last words. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, well, then it became a challenge. Yeah. And so I was like, you think you're going to prove me wrong? Well, I'm going to prove you wrong is kind of where my mind went. And after that, I kind of sat there and looked at him. He leaned in and kissed me. And I remember all in the same second, like my world imploding and also exploding. (laughs) And then my mind feeling like I was in an alternate reality because I was like, in what world is he this person? Because I had known him as the 15, 16 year old boyfriend and then just like big brother friend for the next seven years or whatever. And six years. That was five years. Well, however long it would be. (laughs) And I, it it, it was like, I remember pulling back and looking at him and being so confused and being like, I think that was awesome. And then going in for another kiss. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. (laughs) Like every good (laughs) rom-com. Yes. It was the wildest. I remember laying in bed that night and just like replaying the whole thing and being like, what just happened? Like my world flipped upside down and everything that I thought I knew I wasn't sure about anymore and everything I wasn't sure about all of a sudden I was sure about. It was wild. And the next morning I was exhausted going to my sister's graduation. <laughs> Me and Thomas Red are sitting together. Our families are all sitting together. We're going to watch Macy graduate. And she's on stage and her and I make eye contact. And I, <laughs> I, she looked at me and my eyes got really big and she knew that I was like trying to tell her something. And she like, kind of like, gave me like a questioned look in her eye kind of like what is it and i mouthed to her <laughs> as i pointed to him like this couldn't have waited I have to tell after you something. she had a diploma in her hand. right i couldn't wait <laughs> i couldn't wait and and oh i pointed to him next to me and i said i have to tell you something and i'm like looking at him with my eyes wide open looking at looking at her pointing at him and her the light bulb goes off in her head on the graduation stage and she is freaking out internally knowing what happened and that she can't get off the stage fast you enough. You could not wait. To come you're talking like, about oh, you're like, yes, this is an opportune time. She's graduating. <laughs> She's about to have to focus on which hand to shake with, Let which hand to grab the from her. <laughs> She's got to flip the tassel. Yeah. Let's just add to her plate. Totally hijacked it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, from that moment on, it was like, okay, well, and I did tell him at first, I said, listen, my heart is all over the place. And I can't promise you that this isn't just like a rebound. 
Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel in a few months from now where my heart is like a little more healed. I might not feel the same way. And I remember he said, well, let's just roll with it. And I was like, what? Who Who are are you? Yeah, that is so not him. And he was so chill about it. And he was like, well, let's just see where it goes. And that was so attractive to me that he was just like, like not, not concerned at all. And was like, okay, great. Well, let's just, we'll keep an open conversation. And as things progress or don't, we'll just keep the communication going. I mean, weren't y'all engaged like quick six months later or something, Mm -hmm. eight months? Yeah. Uh, when was that? May? Yeah. June, July, August, October. Yeah. Seven months later. But you'd been friends, like you yeah. saw him as a brother, which is a weird thing to say it's now. That very <laughs> But it was like I knew every part of him yeah. other than the romantic part yeah. of him. There was and, no and apparently hiding, yeah. the man that he had grown up to be in the last. Oh, five oh, or six I years. remember. I remember when you first told me this story. Gosh, I don't know. Eight years ago. I remember you said, <laughs> he said he said after he dared you to kiss him. You were like, that was not a sophomore in high school kiss. <laughs> That's how you said it. <laughs> You're like, I'll tell you what, that was not a sophomore in high school kiss. You're like, he had gotten better. <laughs> it's true. But now that it's is true. the tattoo on y'all's. Yeah. So are those the only tattoos y'all have? It's the only one he has. Okay. I've got one on my foot. Of what? Jesus fish. Come on. You Jesus know. fish. That's Walk by do. faith, not by sight. That's what you do when you graduate <laughs> high school, you get a tattoo on your foot. Come on. Beautiful are the feet of those who so declare wild. the gospel. <laughs> I was really living on the edge. Yes, you, know? you were. Um, so it's, edgy, it's, Lauren Aikens. <laughs> well, Gregory. Lauren it's, Gregory. It's the only one he has. And together, I've got, he has the north, I've got the west. And together, the coordinates make up my parents' front porch. I mean, it's very cute. So cheesy. Gives a whole new perspective to front porch junkies. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Thomas Rhett hit. Classic Thomas Rhett hit. Yeah. If you don't know that one, you should give that one a You know, actually, one of the throwbacks Russ is obsessed with? Obsessed. Mm -hmm. Like, it came on the other day, and he goes, this is still one of my favorite Thomas Rhett songs. It's the... um, Sorry for partying. Oh, God. And Bacardian. It is. And good. something about a cardigan. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a classic. It's, it's underrated. Oh, well, yeah. It's I, a buried, it's a buried treasure. I do love listening back on like his eight years ago right. writing self. Um, because it is very different yeah. than what he's writing today. Yes. Um, but they're so fun. I know. I mean, some of them make me laugh so hard, and others of them, you know, I don't think any of us would mind if we didn't hear them again. <laughs> but there are some that are so good that I'm like, do you remember when you did this and how fun it was? Okay, so we have our non-negotiables in the dating space that both of us really kind of have the same story. Maybe it was why we love each other so much. Uh-huh. It's like, find someone that's your best friend. Because at the end of the day, the the physical chemistry, all that kind of stuff, yes, that is super It is important, Mm -hmm. but you can tell, you can just tell if like, that's going to be good in your life or not. Yeah. (laughs) I just think what you can't tell is friendship. And if you, at the end of the day, want to be in a rocking chair next to this person watching the sun go down at 80. Well, most of your life is not romance, right? You know, most of your relationship isn't romance. There are definitely friendship pieces that lead into the romance and our components of it. But like all day long isn't romantic. Right. Right. So like with the other, 
non-romantic moments of the day you don't you can't just be romance yeah okay this is probably a misconception that people have about us is that our lives are romantic all the time because our husbands write very sweet love songs about us true but they have to be like oh my gosh that's so romantic because you're not you're not words of affirmation no me neither and so people are always like wow it must be so nice having these songs written about you and i'm like Yes, it is. And I have to like tap into my, wow, how sweet it is that uh-huh. he said yeah, that. Because yeah. like innately, <laughs> like, like when he first showed me yours, I was like, yeah, babe, I know. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, I remember who you were before. And I, I know that I make you better than you were before. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> It wasn't I like I didn't cry like everyone's like oh my uh-huh. gosh it must have been I was like no yeah you're right this yeah. song is accurate <laughs> good job honey. good job honey great job <laughs> but like people must think they're like oh my gosh well looking at their husband who may not be words of affirmation I would say this is a good marriage tip just relational tip mm, love languages yep. Gary Chapman yep there's five different ones there's gifts acts of service physical touch quality time. words of affirmation affirmation. and so if you know what your person's is it's really helpful yeah and you need to learn to communicate to them that way yes and russell is words of affirmation yeah i think thomas red is too because you can be multiple yeah you have like it's a kind of like a ranking system yeah i am quality time all day you just hang out with me and i'm like we're great yeah i think i'm quality time and i think now that we have kids i think i'm also physical touch Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm physical touch, quality time. Now that I've become a mom, acts of service mean a lot more to me Same. than they used to. I didn't really care. But now if he all. does the laundry and like Shit. folds everything, I'm like, you've never been hotter in your yeah. whole life. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I'm just like Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, please bring up. it up. I'm like, honey. <laughs> it is time to go to the bedroom. Thank you. You just said it. You teed it up perfectly, babe. <laughs> Tonight is your lucky night. The kitchen has been cleaned. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I think they do shift. We are not experts in this, by the way. So do some research on these <laughs> love languages because we are not sure. Yeah. To be honest. But anyway, I think that could be a misconception. And I think comparison, first of all, isn't just like the thief of joy. It is destruction. For sure. And so we never want you to look at us and our husbands be like, why can't, why can't my husband be more like that? They are very real people. We're very real people who just try to love each other well yeah, and be less selfish every day. Yeah. I think also what's really good for us is going through life with people who are also going through similar stages and having these real conversations with your girlfriends about like, Hey, this is what's hard about marriage right now for me. Or, Mm -hmm. um, have y'all ever dealt with this? How did you handle it? Is this something that y'all struggle with? Is this something like as a wife you feel, um, insecure about, or like you aren't, you're failing at it, being a mom, being a wife, being whatever. And having someone that you can say those things to in honesty and then them, say oh yeah we just went through that last week yes or um yeah we walked through a really tough season a couple of years ago and here's how it started here's how we walked through it here's what we did right here's what we did wrong yep and here's where we are now and this applies to moms too like if you're a new mom and it can be really helpful to have someone just a step or two ahead and i used to ask you stuff like 
is this normal? Is this not normal? It's helpful to have someone who's going through a similar thing. And I will say, I'll kind of add a caveat to that. It can also be really easy for women to get together and just talk about husbands. Mm -hmm. Like we're not those people. I want to clarify that this is not the same as like, well, my husband, well, my husband. Yeah. Like for instance, one of my best friends, Jill, her husband plays baseball for a living. Yeah. And they go through similar things ish because he travels. He's got a lot of people watching him. He's, you know, it seems like this glamorous life, but in reality, it's a huge blessing. It's a huge gift. There are so many fun parts about it, but there are also really hard parts about it. Yeah. And they've also got three kids. And, um, a few weeks ago I, I said, Hey, can we get coffee together? Because there are some things that I, as a woman, just have to get off of my heart. Things I'm struggling with, things that I'm trying to navigate through in my marriage and things that Thomas Rhett may or may not have done on purpose, but that either I took the wrong way or hurt my heart or made me feel sad that I made him feel that way. There were just a few things that I needed to like talk through with a girlfriend who could kind of relate. And that conversation, I approached her not to have her be on my side, but for her to look at me as someone who loves her husband and loves him well, but doesn't always get it right. And then look at me and knowing that she loves my marriage and she respects and wants to encourage my marriage with Thomas Rhett. And she loves him and she knows him because we all do life together. And so she was able to hear me out and And then encourage me in ways to like love him well through that and to be like, well, you know, I wouldn't, when me and Rex experienced this, this is kind of what it felt like, or this is the conversation I had with him when, when I felt this way. And so I do think there are obviously parts of your marriage that, and and as a mom that maybe you don't share with friends. I mean, there's always this safe place that's just you two or just your immediate family, but I think that's why God gives us community is because you need to know that you're not alone in these feelings. Yes. Yes. And you need to know that everyone experiences the same things to an extent. Yep. Everyone at some point is going to go. I think that husband treats his wife better than mine treats me a lot from the Mm -hmm. enemy Mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. For me, it has been. Yeah. And then sometimes I've had girlfriends go, I think you need to share that with him. I think you're right in feeling that way. I can understand how that would hurt your heart, but maybe he doesn't understand that. Right. Yeah. Um, But having those safe places of people who respect the boundaries in marriage, but also want to like champion that marriage with you and for you. That's that's the key. It's like huge who you open up to. Be sure it's someone who's going to champion your marriage and point you to like point you to each other yeah. point you back to each other and obviously to the Lord, because right. I can't imagine having a marriage without the peace of like having grace because you've been given grace and right. always aiming to forgive one another. I can't imagine. And, and I, I hope that relationships that don't have God at the middle of it still pursue those things because I can't fathom yeah, not having that, but yeah. yeah, who you turn to, we have a friend, a mutual friend, Nicole, mm-hmm. who I've been in settings where wives will kind of do the caddy thing and i've always noticed have you ever noticed this she will make a point to say something her husband does well Mm. 
That's to so to try and pivot like the mood of the conversation. Yeah. I don't even know if I've told her that I noticed she does this, but every time it's happened, I, like I'll just hear these people talking and I, it's hard. It's hard to sit through and like, listen when it goes yeah. that direction. And, yeah. and every time she like finds something, cause it, it's hard. You don't want it to seem like you're bragging about right. your marriage, but it's like, <clears throat> this isn't the space. This isn't constructive. Yeah. This isn't bringing life to the marriage and she will intentionally try to pivot like the attitude and the climate of the conversation. Oh, that's so good. And I'm always like, I see you. Yeah. And I respect <laughs> the crap out of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because but I do think sometimes we live in a world where it's cool to like, yeah, hate on your husband or no. to be like, yeah, you know, I'm not happy right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do whatever oh, I'm going to do. Man. I'm going to break off this relationship. I'm going to no. you know, yeah. like I think, I think it's so important to like stick with people who are like, no, we vowed to each other yep. and to the Lord, like this is our choice. This We choose each other. We're going to choose each other even on days where it's hard. And I think it's also good that you have those friends who are going to be vulnerable in those places as well to go, I felt the same way or I've done the same things yeah. or we've, we've, we've fought about the same things or he's made me feel that way yeah. as well so that you're able to go, oh, it's not just me. It's no. not just him. We're here to tell you guys, it is not just you. Yeah. Every marriage has hard stuff. Every yeah. marriage needs to have like come to Jesus conversations of, hey, it hurts my feelings when you do this. Or I feel like I'm not a priority when you do this. And or even I went through a season and I talked about this a little bit on my podcast last season, but I went through a season in my marriage where I I've seriously guessed, like second guessed, whether or not we were supposed to be married. And it was this season where I felt like the enemy was so, um, which is what he does, was so sly and so tactical and so like detailed in creating teeny tiny little wedges in our marriage and insecurities in my mind and then tapping into all of those to make one giant wedge in our marriage. Mm. And, um, and then he started attacking me in my dreams and I would start having dreams about other people or like ex relationships that I was back in all of a sudden again. And I would wake up feeling like so disconnected from Thomas Rhett and, um, and, and to me, in that moment, every other marriage was better. Every other husband was better. Every other wife was, was a better wife than I was. And to me, that comparison game just crushed me. Yeah. And looking back, like it was year three, four, five-ish, averaging around year four, I feel like right before we had kids, it kind of got back to good again right before we started adopting Willa Gray and got pregnant with Ada James. But then a whole new attack happened right after we had kids. But those periods of of time in our marriage was, if you were looking like from Instagram world or like red carpet world, we did look like it was, I mean, I think that's probably about the same time that Die Happy Man was like massive. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. And which is so... Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of That's course, like yeah. what the world saw as like the epitome of like the most romantic, perfect relationship. And my heart and spirit could not have been in a bigger like point of turmoil is what yeah. it felt like. I felt like I was like, and I remember 
talking to God and being like, I know this is not what you have for my marriage. And just like recalling his truths of like, he put us together. I know that he can pull me through this, but he's going to have to help. Like there was a point where I was like, I physically won't be able to get through this by myself. And, and so I just started praying that the Lord would just call my heart back to Thomas Red's heart. Yes. Yes. And so so like, even in those moments where you feel like, I don't even know that I can be in love with them right now. Pray for it. You pray for it it. and pray for that, that what you felt initially to come back and to come back bigger. And and it did, it did for us. I think it's interesting. You brought up the dreams because that happens to me even still occasionally, all of a sudden it'll be some random someone that I liked in high school. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? And I will, I think part of it is God bringing to mind people that you haven't cut emotional ties to. Oh, that's good. And so anytime I have one of those dreams, I, I just felt like he always like, is like, Hey, you still like, you never said goodbye to this. Mm. And like, so I'll just, I'll literally, I'll wake up and I'll be like, God, I break that emotional soul tie to that person. I break every connection I had with that person to be wholly whole for my husband. Like I, so I just break it off, you know? And typically they disappear. Yeah. But like I had one the other day, not the, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, wow, that's a deep cut like that. I like forgot that person even existed. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess like there's a part of me that never said goodbye to this. And so I'm going to. Wow. And I, I really do feel like a release when that happened. Yeah. And so I'm sure we're not the only people. No, who... but see, I, I, I never would. I didn't have the knowledge of what you just said to know right. that's what that was. And to even pray against that. The only thing I knew at that point was like, God created our love. God created each other for <laughs> us, for each other. And like, he can pull me through this. Yeah. And so the only thing I knew to do is to be like, God, I need you to do you do yeah. something to fix this in my heart, in my spirit, in my marriage, because I, I couldn't feel further from him right now. Wow. And, um, just I'm vulnerability happy, here happy on coffee with Kaylee. <laughs> happy to report that almost four kids later here in a few weeks, like I would choose him every single time. And to the point where we went on our, we went on a a trip just to him and I just for four days. And that makes my heart so happy. I cannot even tell you our kids met us on the back end of the trip. So four days we had alone, three and a half days we had alone. And on that, on the last night, I just, obviously was pregnant and probably very hormonal, but just started crying to him because I was like, I'm not ready for this to be over. Mm -hmm. Like I have missed you so much because when you have kids, yeah, there's just a lot of plates in there. There's so much going on. Juggling glass all (laughs) it's like juggling glass in from three different rooms. Like you're running in one room, throw something in the air, run to the next. Like that's just, it feels like, and I only have one. Granted, he's in the toddler phase that he just like cries every, you know, he just falls. It takes so much from you. But, but you, that's all like as a mother's heart, you want to be the one that that they're taking from. You want to be the one that's there and, and juggling all the plates. Like as a mom, that's what makes you feel like you're being the mom is that you're attempting to juggle all the glass plates in the air, you know, but, (laughs) but at the same time. You know, for us, we were nine years later into marriage and I'm like, 
we miss each other so much and we we go so long without having adult conversations and with him being on tour and me doing school stuff our schedules could not have been more opposite yeah and my heart just broke over that it's just like we are in such a sweet stage of life with our littles like and it's so much fun and we love just doing life with them but at the same time if you're not careful you'll wake up years later and be like oh my gosh yeah what happened to me and you Mm -hmm. and so taking those little breaks of like okay somebody's gonna stay with the kids these three and a half days and you and i are gonna go and just remember what it was like being us while we got married good how we fell in love Such a good marriage life to even if even if you don't have kids to escape the mundane nine to five like i did hear a quote recently i was on um Chrissy Wright's podcast. You know that is she's on um, the Dave Ramsey family. Um, Anyway, she was saying she and her husband, they they're like, if you take the fun out of your marriage, what ends up happening is you just become business partners. Yeah, and it's like you're you've got kid pick up here and you've got this, and it's just you become business partners to like have a successful work day. Yeah, and your work is your kids. You know, and I was like, oh, wow, that is just so true. Yeah. You have to make the space to enjoy each other. Yes. Taking one more quick break to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, ButcherBox. Quality matters when it comes to meat. And with ButcherBox, you can have high quality meat delivered right to your door at an unbeatable price. What is not to love about that? No more having to search for the best free-range, organic, grass-fed, whatever it is at the grocery store. When ButcherBox sources from partners with the highest standards of quality, always delivering products you can trust. As a wife and mom, I'm conscious of making better choices when it comes to feeding my family. ButcherBox has been on our wish list for years, and I just ordered our first one, and my husband and I are so excited. I literally cannot wait. We love to cook as a family, and we can't wait to make their top sirloin steaks for dinner next week, and Obviously, we will be pairing it with the perfect glass of red wine. With no antibiotics or added hormones, I know I'm feeding my family the best grade of meat. I really love that ButcherBox offers both specially curated and custom boxes of high-quality meats. Whether you choose to customize your own box or choose one of theirs, you can't go wrong. You'll get exactly what you want shipped for free right to your home. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a 10 to 16-pound turkey for free in their first box just in time for Thanksgiving. Just go to butcherbox.com slash CWK to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash CWK to receive a free turkey in your first box. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Now back to the show. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm Because I always joke how y'all travel in packs, like no smaller than 20, we 30. We do. Granted, we, the 20 came on day four. Of course they did, because y'all <laughs> But threw- those three and a half days... <laughs> It was just, I love it. I love it because it is, it matters. Prioritizing your marriage matters. Prioritizing a healthy community matters. And it's good. I mean, your kids, uh, one of my best friends, Suzanne Marinick always says, if you and him go down, the whole ship sinks. Right. Like y'all have got to be healthy for each other. Yeah. And, and then that will trickle down to your children. Yeah. If you take care of your marriage, you are in turn taking care of your kids. Yeah. And I, that's one of my favorite marriage yeah. bits of advice is because so many moms and dads, I'm sure feel so guilty being like, oh, like I missed Willa Gray's first field trip ever. She's my first kid. <laughs> she had her first field trip 
ever. And what do you mean you missed it? I missed it because we went on this trip. And when they emailed, we'd already planned to go for um, these three and a half days. And we, you know, it's like moving mountains. Right. To get all three kids cared for, him off chore, us, yeah. you know, for us to plan this three and a half days. And I got the email, first field trip is going to be that Wednesday. Oh. And I was like, crushed. Uh, I was crushed. I was like, but do you I'm remember your first field ever. trip? I'm going to miss your first field trip. Granted, she's like a social butterfly and yeah. like... Did so well. And Thomas Rhett's mom actually went and went on the field trip with her. And so it was a sweet moment for oh, her and her sorry. grandmother. So she got to go. She wasn't at the beach. You just weren't there as like. I wasn't in town a for chaperone. the field trip. Right. Did you want, you wanted to chaperone. Right. So Willa Gray, because Willa Gray was still doing school while we so went down cute. to the beach. And um, so that was the time where I felt like I was letting my child down. Yeah. So like, there are moments like that where I'm like, no. I'm choosing my marriage these three and a half days. They're going, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. You're going to miss something yes, when you, you leave are. your kids for yes. three and a half days. Yes. Now, maybe you don't want to miss like a birthday. Maybe yeah, you maybe don't, don't plan do that. three and a half days on a birthday. <laughs> maybe don't do that. But if it's a field trip, if it's the things that you're like, I wish I could be there, but I can't because yeah. I have to make space for my marriage. That's okay. Yep. And so it was that moment where I felt like I was choosing my marriage over something that one of my kids were doing. And it's okay. And it's okay. And the world went on. And, and she had a great time. She had a great time with Paige Gigi. Paige got to go. It was good. Oh, it was sweet. It. Yeah. But it's not always going to be easy just to take off and do the three and a half days. You're going to sacrifice something by doing yeah. it. And you're still a good mom. You're still a good dad. Yeah. And in fact, you're probably a better mom and a better dad because you took the three and a half days yep. or 24 hours. For me, I feel like it has to be more than 24 hours because it takes me 24 hours to rest. Yes. And turn off mom mode and turn on, hey, I'm your wife and best friend. Let's figure out how to live that for the next yep. however many one days of, we got. One of our tri tips to taking a couple's vacation is starting with a massage. Ooh. So we do. We, we budget it in that it's like, here's where we're going. We're going to start with the massage. So it's like. Starts to unwind Yeah, you. just starts to unwind you right away. That's so good. And then you just chill. Yeah. But so good. I'm a vacation person. Russ is a trip person. Okay. Do you know the difference yep, yep. between these two? Y'all yep. <laughs> are, y'all are, y'all are trip people. Yeah. But now that I'm a mom. Um, yes. Yeah, say vacation. I'm vacation. like, I am not trying to scale a mountain nope. or explore or even really ski and snowboard so much. I'm like, it's fine. But I'm like, I would like to read a book yep. in silence in front of a fire. And I want to sit down. Oh, <laughs> I want to sit down. I want to sit down. <laughs> seriously I'm gonna take a nap yes and then i'm gonna sleep yep and i'm gonna sit down some more yep and i'm gonna eat some good food do you get to do that today are the kids in school today will gray's in school today okay so the other kids are with the other Mac. kids are yeah. <laughs> they were they did gymnastics oh okay. cute i'm like i just want you to be able to go home and rest i napped yesterday good good i needed uh, this pregnancy's worn mm. me out well yeah because you have three it's because i have three kids, kids. And this is the third time around. Everyone's like, yeah, each time you keep going with these pregnancies, it's oh, going to get a little bit harder, no. a little bit more exhausting. And they're right. <laughs> so I'm there. They're right. It's harder. I'm well, exhausted. I, I just think you should climb my driveway a few times I might. like I did. I'm I climbed desperate. our driveway 10, 10 times and I did squats at the top. 
I was sweating so much, but I was getting induced the next day and I didn't want to get induced. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let's get him, let's get him out. Being induced ended up being the greatest thing. Cause how far along were you when you got induced? Cause he was, you you were induced because he was, you were afraid he was going to be so big. Yes. I was measuring 41 weeks the last like three weeks. (laughs) And you were right. I was like, do I have a 10 pound baby in me? And they're like, there's no way to really know. I was like, you can do in vitro, Uh, like heart surgeries. I think I'm going to need a good estimate. I'm going to need a guess. (laughs) So anyway, they induced me two days late. Two days late. Yeah, I was nervous. So you're 40 in two days. Uh, 40 in two days. Okay. And then, so I was like trying to get. Him. I didn't want to, I'd heard horror stories about mm-hmm. inducing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one of them being yours. Yep. I was about to say, I was one of your friends that <laughs> gave me the horror story. There. Yeah. Um, so I was terrified and then I was like, all right, but then it ended up being a great thing. I got an epidural pretty quick. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for the epidural. I think, I think Jesus reversed every curse and you can <laughs> receive it through an epidural or not. The choice is yours. That's how I feel about it. Uh, to each their own. But I, I, I think the epidural is a gift from God on high. And so as soon as I had, I, I wanted to feel some of the contractions, mm-hmm. but when you get induced, you go straight to like the plateau, you go straight to the really intense ones. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's enough. And I, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I got induced. Felt it. Feel better now. Ready to feel none of it. They cranked that Pitocin and um, he was out in like seven hours. I just, I took a nap, watched New Girl. It was, what? Yeah, because I got the epidural. It was like, it was amazing. Seven hours? Yeah, he was, he, I got induced at five and he was born at two. Okay. Well, that's more than seven. That's nine hours. Math's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was good. Once I became a parent, no. like my brain stopped firing on the math cylinder <laughs> specifically. Like I can, I can do lots of other things in other spaces. I'm better than I was uh-huh. before, but not in math. Yeah. It's like in clocks and like time. Oh yeah. Clocks are hard I now think, for me too. Yeah. Cause I think in tens, <laughs> like I think in tens and, but it's 12 hours Yeah, per yep. section of you're the day. Right. Anyway. Right. So you yeah, I'm, I, um. I'm an advocate. This was uh, unsolicited advice about epidurals and all that thing, but I'll let you know how it goes here in a few weeks. I know. So do you just climb, come climb the hill and lift Remington? I can. I know. Cause the next time I see you, you'll probably have a kid. Let's be honest. Yeah. Please God. I can't believe it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. For this baby. Jesus. Go easy just, on your just mama. Bring her, just bring her on out. In the words of Adele, go easy on me, baby. <laughs> Please. I just, oh, I'm ready to hold her in my arms. I think. Yeah. It brings a whole new level of priorities and a whole, a whole new level of exhaustion and not having enough hands, but I'm ready to be myself again. You know, I think that was also why I was so emotional when we took this trip was because I was like, I'm not myself. I haven't been for at least seven months. Yeah. I need that back. Yeah. Thomas Rhett needs that Lauren back. Yes. And I think my kids need that back. Yes. I'm ready to like sit on the floor and play blocks and yeah. Barbies. Can't get up and down off the floor these days without. <laughs> I know. I wish. Me. Well, we are videoing this so you guys will be able to see her, but mm. she is very pregnant. She is the most pregnant, but we do think baby dropped last I think night. She dropped last night. Oh my gosh. Well, to be continued. Well, no, this isn't going to be a third episode, but we'll just keep you posted on when Lauren has a baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's invested now. They're like, when is this baby coming? You're along, along for the journey. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for, oh, I, before we go, I almost forgot. What? My question to every guest. Oh yeah. Is how do you take your coffee? 
Like today? Just in general. I know today, well, today I, I brought it for you and I made it very sweet so you'd like it. Actually, what's funny is sugar has been making me so sick. Really? And for whatever reason, that pumpkin <laughs> did it. Like, wow. I'm not, I'm not sick right now. Great. Maybe this is going to. I ordinarily do like less them. pumps of pumpkin and flavor. And I was like, but Lauren likes sweet drinks. I do. I like, I with my coffee, I don't want it to be sweet. sweet. I like it more creamy, but pregnant, everything sweet sounds good. Yeah. It just makes me sick, but this did not make me sick. Well, there we go. But typically I take my coffee with a little bit of creamer. Yeah. That's no sugar. No sugar. I'm surprised by that. Pregnant life. Different story. <laughs> do you ever do like whipped cream on top? No. That's kind of fun. You should start doing that. I can see you enjoying that. It's like a, it's like a treat in this the morning. Christmas, I will for sure be. Oh, I, I make my own whipped cream at Christmas. Are you serious? Yeah. I go Mrs. Claus on it. I like, I, I get heavy whipping cream and I just pull out the little hand mixer, put a little bit of powdered sugar mm-hmm. in it, and then I drop a peppermint essential oh, oil. stop it now. Right in there. Just like a couple drops. And then you put that on top of your coffee. Mm-hmm. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus is born. Doing it. Jesus is born, everybody. Doing it. Your two favorite uh, Christmas fans signing off here on right. Coffee with Kate. <laughs> it's right around the corner. I've already got my Christmas Hallelujah. lights going up. Hallelujah. When? Like now? Uh-huh. Like yes, tomorrow do. they'll be done. And this is why we're best friends. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> It's time. I needed it. I was like, you know what? After this last, this pregnant season, November one rolls around. Oh, ka-ching. Flipping them on. (laughs) I know my neighbors think I'm insane. They're like, God, this girl every year gets earlier and earlier. I'm like, listen, I need a break. I've been pregnant. I used to justify it that we were always gone. So like the number of days from Thanksgiving to Christmas for a normal person is however many, like what? 30 days. Yeah. But we were always gone touring. And so if I put my Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving, I'd see it like for not even two weeks. No way. So that my justification was that. But now that we're like home this fall, there really <laughs> isn't one. On the way over here, I was like, okay, so what is our <laughs> excuse this year? Because we are stuck at home because I'm going to have a newborn. Yes. We will enjoy them the whole Thanksgiving and Christmas. What season. I thought of is I think I'm going to do the tree right after Halloween because you like Halloween. I hate Halloween. But you love it. And I, so my reward for Halloween being over, like I like the trick or treat thing. I just don't like the like spooky, spooky witches. Well, there's darkness that we don't welcome. Yeah, it's that stuff that isn't my vibe. But the the trick or treat, like that's cute. Obviously, I love pumpkin things. I love fall. Yeah. But my reward for getting through Halloween is putting my Christmas tree tree up on November 1st. See, y'all have an artificial tree. Yes, That you do. love. Yeah, we do. See, we get a real one. Yeah, because so you're, we, we, you're our like Christmas the Christmas lights may be up, <laughs> but it's not fully Christmas, like inside. Like, yeah. We wait yeah. until right after Thanksgiving. Well, my thought this year was I could put just the tree up, but don't decorate it. So oh. it's just like a twinkly, like glow ambiance. into it. And then decorate, decorate after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah. I think the yard needs some lights because it's just not enough. Does Russell do your lights? Uh, well, we're going to hire someone now that we moved into this house because... This would be scary. Yeah, it's too tall on yeah, this side. This would be... It freaks it, me out. It, like the other side of the house he can do because we're on a hill. So mm-hmm. the side that's on the upside of the hill is not very tall. He yeah. could do that. But 
I'm like, I need my husband alive. So we just found out the guy who uh, planted some bushes for us. He does them. Oh, great. Just found out. So uh, we're going to see. We're going to see how that goes. Get a quote. We find out we that was my Christmas. If it's too expensive, Russ will be on a ladder. Well, (laughs) the good thing is, is you can it's expensive initially because you buy all the lights. But then once you buy all the lights, you've got the lights. You don't you just have to pay for labor. I might just leave them up or do that. I was the one who put them on the house and I would do it usually while he was finishing up tour. Yeah. And he found out that I was doing it while he was gone. (laughs) And but see, used, your old house you could see that house from a mile away I it was mean, awesome. but, it, but it was it was one story yeah it wasn't like i was yeah. scaling a yeah it's true but he he was like no I, you're not doing that anymore right and but i loved it but yeah. i knew i didn't want him to do it because i'm such a perfectionist that i was like uh <laughs> i can see me We're, being like that light needs to go to the left more nope nope it's too far <laughs> like I, I, he would like these rows are not even honey no. so i know i'm like i'm kind of like that so too. that was so i'm like christmas let's hire gift. the professional yeah. so let's find out that let's was my christmas out. gift like five years ago yes. all right well russell that's what i'd christmas like for christmas gift that gives Every year. Oh, and it gives to everybody. You know, people yeah. driving by. We get thank you um, notes in our mailbox. No, you don't. Yes, we do. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having for me. For hanging out with me and my friends. It's so fun. I love you so much. I love you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode with my friend Lauren Akins. We clearly had so much fun doing this. Uh, next week, you can look forward to meeting my friend Carlos Whitaker, who has been a friend of mine for, gosh, probably about eight years now. He and his family are so special to us, and I can't wait for you to catch that conversation.